The New Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of The New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments, and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. Hey, it's Andy Bark here and welcome to the new grad physio podcast. So, I'm recording this uh, podcast episode uh, just after uh, my New Grand Physio live weekend where I hosted my lower limb one day course and my upper limb um, one day course at the Whitwood Hall Hotel in Leeds. Uh, it was a fantastic weekend. You can probably tell by uh, my voice it's a, a little bit croaky so that's just off the back of a couple of days Um presenting, uh, which is usually the case. I always forget, uh, even though I've done loads of these sort of course weekends and and a lot of uh, speaking at, at events and conferences and, and what have you, um, I always forget how much it takes out of my uh, takes out of my voice. So I apologise if my uh, voice sounds a little bit different and a little bit croaky, but we will um, we'll crack on regardless. So I, what I wanted to do in this episode was, um, I guess, draw upon some of the, the biggest learnings from this weekend's course, both from uh, myself, uh, I guess, and some reflections on on, on the course weekend, but um, from the, the therapist themselves, so the guys that were actually on the course, which I sometimes think can be really helpful um, for, for you guys listening, just to to hear some of the, the, the biggest learnings and the biggest takeaways um, from the, the course weekend. And in that, we can then pull apart some of these and give you some some help and some advice. So even though you weren't on the course, you will be able to take some of, of what we covered on the course and you know, help your own patients, help your the own your own athletes uh, and the people that you work with. And I would like to say on the, the course, probably one of the biggest things that I that I always try to do, and it's the same with what I do uh, in the membership, is to try and simplify what we do as much as possible. And I said this um, at the very start of the 
the lower limb day on the Saturday to to the guys who who were on that day, and I said in again I'm probably paraphrasing myself here, but what we do as a physio, and by physio I I use that term loosely. So if you're a, a sports therapist, a sports rehabilitator, whether you're a physiotherapist, it's the same thing. We do three simple things. We assess our patient, then we might treat our patient, then we give our patients rehab. That is it. They're the, th- the three things we do. It might actually be two things. You, know, you might not necessarily use uh, any hands-on um, treatment techniques, so you might just assess and give rehab. It might only be two things. But that's it as a as a physio. That's That's what we do. And when therapists come on my courses or therapists join my new graph physio membership it is because they want some help with one or maybe you know more than one of these areas it's an assessment problem they have maybe finding and making sense of what's going on with their patients finding the right diagnosis you know finding what problems patient a patient has maybe they want some help with being able to to better treat their patients or want to learn different or, or new hands-on treatment techniques or maybe it's some help with their rehab planning and the implementation of a rehab plan to be able to take a patient from A to B and from injury and back to full health and, and we covered all that on the course at the weekend and we started off delving into the subjective assessment and then we went on to the objective assessment and then we looked at hands-on and also rehab planning and implementation. But as always, I, I love to hear what the therapists that have been on the courses, what their biggest takeaways were and how they're going to take what they learn on the course to be able to do an even better job with the, the patients and athletes that they work with and ultimately get more positive, consistent patient results. That's what we want, don't we? We all want the same thing. We want to have the confidence in our own skills and ultimately get uh, you know the, the best results we can, give the best level of care we can to the patients or the athletes that we're working with. So this is what some of the... Um, this weekend's attendees had to say regarding, I guess, their biggest learnings, their biggest takeaways from the course days. So, my biggest takeaway has been learning how to take a holistic view to assessing a patient and learning how to look for both the site and source of a patient's problem. So, this is massive. So, what this does, if you're able to identify and then treat both the site and the source of your patient's symptoms. This is the key to to long-lasting patient results because, again, you could design the best treatment plan in the world, use the best hands-on techniques in the world, use the best rehab exercises in the world, the best plan to get your patient from you know, A to B and back to full health. But if that plan is only treating the symptoms and it's not addressing and treating the source of those symptoms, then there is a fair chance 
that your patient's going to break down because the main problem against the the source of the the you know the, the, their their pain their problem is still there. So when we we're looking at assessing a patient, we want we need to acknowledge that both the the site of the problem, i.e., where um, a patient has pain predominantly, and what might be causing that pain might not always be in the same place. So we had a couple of examples on on the course where we had patients, um, a couple on the first day that had back pain, but they had back pain because of a problem elsewhere in the body. One related to an ankle, one related to uh, a knee. We actually had two um, therapists um, on the course on Sunday, on the upper limb course, that both had shoulder um, pain but both their shoulder problems related to previous injuries they'd had. One of the therapists um, had fractured his arm when he was three years old, and we were able, via his you know subjective and objective assessment, actually able to attribute that injury, uh, an injury that he actually forgot that he that he'd done um, all those years ago, twenty three years ago in fact, um, but that was causing some of the issues he was having at the moment with his his shoulder on the same side. So this is really, really important. And if we don't do a good job at trying our very best to identify and then treat both the site and source of a patient's problems, then it's always going to make our job more difficult. And there's always that likelihood that your patient's symptoms are, are going to come back. Another of the physios on the course said, I have learned how to better structure my patient assessments so I can ensure patients stay on track and I do not miss any important information and know exactly where to start with my treatments and my rehab. So put simply, your patient assessment is going to give you the problems. Your problem list and the things that you're going to treat is ultimately the things you find during your objective assessment. So this is different to the diagnosis. So your assessment, both your subjective and your objective, will help you, you know, give a patient a diagnosis. But as a physio, you, know, you don't treat a diagnosis. We don't fix patellar tendon pain or Achilles you know, tendon pain or, or lower back pain for that matter. What we fix as a physio and what I do and what you do is treat the problems that are associated with that lower back pain or that knee pain or that ankle pain. So that's pain, that's range of movement if that's an issue, that's an output or, or a strength issue, that's a, a movement problem or you know a, a movement flaw or compensations that have developed because of, of the issue. That's what we treat and that's what you treat as a, a physio. You don't treat and, and rehab the, the diagnosis. But Without a strong assessment and, I guess, confidence and clarity as to what the most important patient problems are, it's almost impossible for you to, to plan and then execute the right treatment plan. So always remember that your patient assessment is going to give you the problems. And then of, of primary importance is making sure then your treatment plan, and when I say treatment plan, I mean the hands-on techniques that you may use or the rehab exercises you may prescribe 
are actually solutions to these problems. So you should be able to, you know, if you wrote a list, and we did this on the, the course at the weekend, if you write a list of the the problems you have found during the, the objective assessment, you should be able to, to give your patient a hands-on treatment technique or prescribe them a rehab exercise. And this should relate directly to one of the problems that you have found during during the assessment. So this gets you away from just giving, I guess, the same exercises over and over again. You shouldn't know before you assess a patient what exercises that you're going to give. But a lot of therapists do. You know, you, you, you've got a patient that comes in with an Achilles problem, a patellar tendon problem, maybe lower back pain, and you're probably already thinking, I'm probably going to give them some type of posterior chain or glute exercise as, a, as an example. Now, I used to do this. Um, loads of therapists that, when I first start working with them, are doing this. And again, it's, it's almost you have the the confidence, I guess, to, to a certain point in, in what you've done before. You've used these exercises before. Maybe they've helped some of the patients that you've worked with before. Um, but you almost already know what you're going to do. But you shouldn't be able... You shouldn't do that because, again, how do you know what your patient actually needs before you finish your patient assessment? You don't know and you shouldn't know. So, again, we need to be really um, conscious that we are only giving our patients the, the right interventions. So that's the hands-on treatment technique. That is a rehab exercises uh, or exercise that is actually aiming to address one of the specific problems that you have found with your patient during the patient assessment. Another therapist added, it was great to practice the motor output testing for both lower and upper limb patients. Fine-tune my technique, which I know will really help my assessments moving forward. So without delving too much in this um, episode around motor output testing and what it is and, and what have you. Um, it's just a different way to, to I guess, to strength test your patient. So the issue I have with traditional muscle testing, like your Oxford strength testing, is that it doesn't always give you the information you actually need. And one of the big issues with that type of testing is that patients can easily cheat. So often you will get a lot of false positives with this type of testing but the crux of that is you get um, inaccurate misleading objective assessment results which often lead you down the wrong path when you're prescribing your rehab so again this is really really important we spent quite a lot of time over the course days um, around the, the theory um, with motor output testing and then actually you know learning and practicing the, the the techniques another therapist said it was great to learn some new treatment techniques for lower back pain patients and shoulder pain patients, two areas I have traditionally found challenging, but more than that, helped me understand how to select the right patient treatment technique or rehab exercise for the right patient problem. So this builds on what I was saying before. Uh, and I, I purposely challenged the, the therapist on the course and I actually picked two um, quite complex lower back pain um, cases on, on day one, um, as I know this is an area that so many therapists um, struggle with. And then on day two, um, we actually picked up a couple of issues. When I mentioned 
um, about a ther- the therapist with shoulder pain relating to a, a previous um, radial fracture when he was three years old uh, and actually another shoulder issue with another of the, the guys on the course, um, two physios on the course. And we actually used those guys on day two as, as case studies. So we were able to assess them and then we were able to do um, some treatments uh, on the bed. We were able to give them rehab and actually clear up um, clear up their symptoms, which was which was great to to use on the on the day. Um, it always um, puts me under a little bit of pressure because um, obviously if you it's all well and good um, you know, delivering case studies and and saying you know this is what I saw in the clinic, this is what I did, this was the end result. But to actually have um, you know a patient live in the room um, that everyone's seen you assess, everyone's seen the problems that you've got. Um, it really does test you out because obviously you have to be um, have, have really nailed um, that assessment and then obviously nail your interventions, nail your treatment techniques and, and rehab exercises because everyone's going to be there in front of you. They're watching you do it. Um, and then when you retest your patient after those interventions, I mean, you know, after treating them, after going through some rehab, um, everyone there, is going to be able to see whether or not you were effective or not. So it's always um, a challenge. Um, thankfully, um, on on these occasions, we were able to get some really good, really good improvements in in their symptoms, and it was great to, to for those guys on the the course to be able to see um, and work with with a live case study, which was which was great. In terms of my biggest takeaway from the course at the weekend, um, from this weekend's course, it's. It's probably very similar to, to how it is when when I teach um, on these kind kind of events. It's pretty much always always the same. And I said this to the guys um, guys on the course over the weekend. I just feel as a profession, um, we overcomplicate massively what we do, and we make what should be a simple process to assess, to treat, and rehab patients far more complex than it needs to do. Now, patients are often more complex than what we were told patients would present like at university. We were told they'd come in with you know, one problem, but they always come in with more than one problem. We know that they have other injuries. They have other you know, medical problems um, going on that are, are potentially going to be barriers um, to a successful treatment outcome. They have restraints regarding the time, the opportunity, they don't have equipment to use. All these sort of problems we, we have to to overcome as a as a physio. You know, there's no such probably thing as a as a as a simple um, simple patient anymore. And everyone seems to be chasing these what I'd call the one percenters, those magic bullets, those magic tests, techniques, those magic rehab exercises. You know, the the ones you see every single day on your Instagram Instagram account when you see some. Or some flashy exercise or, or or technique that looks great. You know, it's got all it's all singing, it's all dancing, and looks fantastic. And you're thinking that looks that looks that looks awesome. And someone's told you it's it's fixed someone's I don't know chronic knee pain or back pain. And you're thinking I I really want to use that um, with the next patient I see with, with low back pain or or whatever problem it may be. But the thing I would say is these things again using using that as an example, that exercise or technique or whatever it may be can be really good. And I'm not saying not to not to use 
those types of things. You know, it's, it's clearly great that you want to better your practice. And if you could include different ways to do that, that could potentially be great and, and, and genuinely can could potentially help more of your patients and help you get, get better results. That's great and it's fantastic. But my advice would be only use these things you see and only use these you know, test techniques and exercises if you understand how to use them and only when you have found a patient problem that actually needs that specific solution. So again, rather than you know having a, I guess, a catalogue of tests and techniques and exercises that you're trying to fit to, to a patient problem, it should be completely the other way around. You assess first, you find the problems, and then you pick a specific solution for that problem. That's clearly quite a simple process. Uh, and quite logical uh, and something clearly that's how we're taught to to do things at university you know you assess first and then you treat second whereas I guess the bright lights of all these you know magic tests and techniques and, and what have you are sometimes clouding the the clinical reasoning and judgment that a lot of therapists have and that I guess you almost already have you know, an idea of, of what you're going to do with a patient, what exercises you're going to give them before you've you've actually assessed them. And, and you shouldn't be doing that because how can you do that? Because you don't actually know what problems you've got before you finish your assessment. So how can you have the solutions, um, you know, ready-made solutions, you know, there for your patient when you've not actually assessed them? So, you know, these one percenters and, and things like that can be great, but only after you've done the 99%. So I always talk about doing the basics brilliantly. The best physios that I've seen, the best physios that I've ever worked with, and the best practitioners uh, from you know doctors and SNC coaches and, and other you know practitioners working in, in sport and in private practice and in the National you know, Health Service are the ones that do first and foremost the basics really, really well and do the basics probably better than, than anyone else. And yes, they have some higher level skills um, to to assess, to you know, to diagnose, to treat, and to rehab, and to manage their their patients or the athletes they're working with um, to a really high level. But the the foundations of what they do um, are pretty simple: assess, treat, and rehab. And they do the the basics brilliantly. So I hope give you an insight into some of the big takeaways from myself and some of the guys who were on the course. Therapists like you has been been helpful and you can, I guess, you know, see um, hopefully how how we can simplify what we do. And I I, I, I you know very much believe um, you can get awesome and, and really, really effective um results with your patients and get consistent results with your patients not one patient's better the next patient that comes into clinic is you know not improving your next patient's got worse and I guess you, you finish the clinic, clinic day where you've probably helped you know some patients some patients are probably not progressing how you, how you would like and maybe one or two patients have actually got worse that's you know that's not how you want to work we want all patients to you know to be to be progressing you know Clearly, patients will sometimes hit little roadblocks and hurdles and have little flare-ups and things like that. But you know, if if you're able to 
you know, if if the majority of your patients are improving and they're moving towards their their goals, then that is where we want to be. We all want those, you know, consistent, positive patient results. You know, I'm the same, you're the same, we're all the same. So I hope it's been good for you to have a bit of an insight into you know some of the big learnings and takeaways. And and hopefully if it's done one thing and if there's one thing I want you to take away from this um, podcast episode is do the basics brilliantly. You know, focus on the, the simple things first um, and then when you've nailed those things, when you've nailed your ability to do a great subjective and objective assessment, you understand how to actually plan a, a basic rehab program and actually take a patient through a full rehab program and what the big sort of steps and milestones are going to be on that rehab program, then start to look at the the fancy you know one percenters as I'd call them and those you know additional higher level skills the the treatment techniques and the tests and the rehab exercises because again when you've nailed the basic stuff um, you can add those things into your into your skill set and, and into your I guess into your toolbox if you like add those additional um, shiny tools into into the toolbox but you but you you know you don't need those things you know nine out of ten patients you can get better you can get them to, to where they they need to be with the basic things just by doing the basics brilliantly just to finish off um, if you again maybe you're thinking oh maybe I should have jumped on the course. Um, unfortunately you've missed it um, listen to this podcast um, I'm not sure if I'm doing any more course days in person the remainder of 2023 because it's going to be quite busy with uh, mainly with some of my consultancy work in sport it's going to pretty much take me out of action for the majority of the, re- of the year so finding the time and a free weekend to, to do uh, a course in person is going to be quite difficult however I've got a pretty exciting announcement coming very soon um, regarding um, an opportunity for you guys to to see some of this content uh, in a different format. Um, So without telling you too much, um, you'll be able to see um, the bulk of of what I've just delivered on my in-person weekend course from the... um, comfort of your own home i won't say any more than that but so but keep your eyes out on um your emails if you're on my you know email list on my social media accounts um because i'm going to be um releasing details of that um very very soon i'm i'm holding myself back here to not tell you too much but keep your eyes peeled um and you know that if if this is something that you might want to see um, you think some of the, the key learnings and takeaways that I've you know I've touched upon in, in this podcast episode might be something that you could um, gain benefit from uh, and it help you know help you in your development as a as a new graph physio then this is something that you do not want to miss so I'll leave it at that I won't say any more before um, I get you know I let myself down and, and give you all the details, which is something that I don't want to do. Uh, I'll wait for the for the exciting announcement later on. So, as always, I really appreciate your time and attention. Uh, I, I generally uh, wish you all the best in terms of, of your learning 
in terms of your development. The, the reason I put so much free content out there, the, the newsletters and, and the podcast, is I really want to help as many therapists as I can, and in turn, as many patients as we can. Because if I can maybe help you um, help your patients, um, the, obviously the, the results we can have are you know exponential. You know, if you can help better help the next hundred patients you see, and another therapist is able to do the same um, with their patients, another patient is able to do the same with their patients. We're going to have you know a really big impact with with people uh, and being able to help people get out of pain and ultimately get back to 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 what they want to do, which is really powerful and it's something um, that I think is a big privilege. So I I really hope um, you've taken something from this podcast episode. If you have, and if you've enjoyed it, if you think someone else might benefit from it, then please you know, share it with them, whether that's, you know, on your socials, whether that's sending, you know, someone the link in, you know, a WhatsApp group, you know, someone you work with or, you know, someone you're studying with or whatever it may be. Or, and, you know, if, if you wouldn't mind, it'd be awesome if you could leave a review on the podcast if you've, if you found it really helpful. If you haven't, um, I'm sorry, I was wasting 20 minutes of your time, 20 minutes of your day, and hopefully you'll still join me on next week's episode, and hopefully I will be able to help you out and give you some insight and some help with, with something. Um, but maybe you're not going to leave me leave me a review, but that's um, that's unfortunate. But but hopefully, I, I really hope you have taken something away from, from this podcast episode. Um, if you do have any follow-up questions, um, you know, I always say if you do want some help with something, please reach out to me directly on any of my socials. Email's also really easy to get, get hold of me. So andy at newgraphphysio.com. That's not some sort of computer. That's not someone um, who's looking after my account and replying on my behalf. That's my my, my actual email and, and I will respond to you personally. Um, if I get a barrage of emails, and you know, it might take me you know, a few hours or, or a day or two to get back to you, but I will, I will always reply. So if you need some help, need some support with, with anything, then please don't hesitate to get in touch. So big thanks again for your time and attention. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and taken something away from it. Um, and yeah, I'll join you next week. So I'll join you next week for the next episode of the new Grad Physio Podcast. Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio Podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, The 5 Breakthrough Steps to Confidently Treat the Shoulder Right Every Time, Avoid Mistakes and Stop You Feeling Less Adequate Than Other New Grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.